Supporting the LGBTQ plus community. Hey everyone, Stephanie Costello here, mom of three, wife, animal lover, and entrepreneur. My goal with this podcast is to share healthy intimacy skills. If you feel you are the only one struggling, I promise you are not alone. It's time to take action and make shit happen. Alrighty, welcome back to the Intimacy Truths podcast where we have another anonymous uh, interview that I'm so passionate and excited about bringing to you. Um, this, we will be talking to a mother of a transgender child um, and her journey. And hopefully, this will support you. And if not, this, if you know somebody in your life that you would like to share this information with, please, please make sure we uh, get it to the people who need it. So, um, I think it would be best to, well, so first, thank you for being on anonymously. Oh, you're welcome. Hello. <laughs> Hi. And then secondly, um, can you explain your journey a little bit uh, about how, when it first started and, and um, kind of from there? So about a year and a half ago, my kid came out to me as being transgender. And as open as I am to everything in the LGBT community, I have to admit it hit me like a ton of bricks. And what was the, what was the causing, what, why? Because I didn't, uh, well, immediately working in the medical field, I've immediately started thinking about um, top surgery, bottom surgery, hormone therapy, and everything medically that comes with it. Even though my, my son now is only 14 those were my immediate concerns all the risk that is involved in that ah uh, so really medically was your risk rather than uh or your fear or your concern rather than you know why is my child doing this right right so i had to kind of wrap my head around that and then continue to remind myself that those concerns are a long way away hmm. so how old was uh your son at the time 13. And have you had a conversation about how uh, long this has been coming? Where did it come from? How did it, what, because I feel like there's always a process to when something like this is decided. So yeah, so he said, you know, it's something that he's been kind of confused about or thinking about for quite some time. And upon coming out to me is when he, he realized that he was transgender. Were you the first person he came out to, or is this something that, like, friends knew about him? Friends knew first, and I believe my mother, his grandmother, knew second, and then I came into the picture. Okay, so he wasn't quite comfortable with coming to you first. No, and we've always had, like, an open communication, but, you know, teenagers are teenagers, and they don't always want to tell their parents everything, so... Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, it's understandable, and I had no hard feelings. And so, because I was a teenager too. 
Exactly. And so what did you do? Uh, so as a parent, as a, as a support person, what were like the first steps? Oh, I know you have gone to some counseling together. Was there some like support groups or anything like that, that were really good resources for you? So I did a lot of, um, I kind of tried to do a lot of my own personal research and I also reached out to I was actually was talking to my wax lady whose brother happens to be transgender. And then I connected with him to be able to speak one-on-one with someone else has, that has gone through this to try to have a better understanding of maybe what's happening inside of my kid's head. So it sounds like you didn't make it about you, which I think very easily can happen in situations like this, where we care so much about our kids that we're feeling so much anxiety and stress around the situation that we forget to stop to think about how they might be feeling in the situation. Yeah, it's it, it's hard to explain what a, what goes on in a parent's head when this happens. So I can I can see how it can take a very quick wrong turn. But you go, as a parent, you go through a lot of different things, not understanding what they're going through. Um, They start referring to their birth name as the dead name. Oh, wow. Um, You can, you actually go through a like grieving period because the, the individual that you actually gave birth to is in one way or another, no longer. So there's like this grieving period where you're resistant to use their new name, you're resistant to use their new gender or pronouns, Um, all because it's foreign, because that's not what you gave birth to, right? So it has nothing to do with whether or not you accept it or love your kid or not or whatever, it's, it's like a grieving period because the person you gave birth to is no longer. And now it's this new person, but in this, at the same time, it's the same person. Right. And I think in a parent child relationship, uh, we have this coach and challenge and leader kind of um, mentality revolving around it. Cause we are responsible for these tiny humans. Um, but then there's this like, personal very personal uh kind of it's about me thought process which is valid and true we all have that and and there's this bond so like uh, I think where I was going with this with any partnership there is ebb and flow and there is a change in um what is being brought to the relationship and this is such a drastic uh and not necessarily in a negative way but it's such a flip in what we were what someone was used to versus what they're now needing to learn. It's like trying to get a toddler to walk kind of thing. As parents, we have to learn to re-love an individual in the ways that they want to be loved in rather than what we expect of them. Yes, and so it's, and because it's such a confusing. Controversial. And controversial and scary and scary, I have to be honest, you know. There are scary elements to being transgender that I have to try to understand. Um, You have to really remove yourself that it has anything to do with you. Your job as a parent is going to be to continue to make sure that they are um, 
emotionally and physically taken care of and supported and safe and it becomes really difficult in this with this circumstance to remove yourself from any anything that you feel you got to get over it and it takes some time and i'll tell you it took me nearly a year before i was able to start using um the correct prone the male pronouns mm -hmm. and the chosen name and so and, the, the the part and so just knowing what i know about my coaching and counseling and you know everything else about the field of psychology part of that process is not doing it alone either as much as the the child or individual needs the support so does the person the parent or the partner who's in the situation so getting support groups and making sure that you're in, um, around like-minded people and around people who are experiencing this so you can see the positive sides of it or if there are negative ones um, that there can be some support revolving around that and how to make that decision how to approach it you know whatever else um, and just building a community of acceptance and appreciation rather than denial um, and lack of respect uh, i think is vital so is there any organizations that you're a part of or that your child is a part of that they you or they find very uh helpful and supportive so i'm gonna i'm gonna get back to you on the exact name okay. of it's actually a facebook group mm -hmm. and they post it's um transgender individuals and as well as families or like family members of transgender individuals. So you have to be accepted into this group for being one or the other. Mm -hmm. And this was a link that I got from the person that I was speaking to one-on-one -on -one through my wax lady. Mm -hmm. He suggested this and I, and I would agree, the parent needs as much support as the child. You cannot do this alone. You'll just go in circles and you'll go crazy. And then the denial will build up and the there will almost be like a wish that your kid will just go back to normal, whatever that normal might be. Right. And it's because, and the only reason I, I think that, that that happens is because it is so foreign and so scary that you don't really wanna face it. You just want the kid to go back to what's familiar. And this is kind of really, this relates to a lot of what I talk about in my intimacy or in this uh, podcast is, and in, my, in the intimacy coaching, is uh, life's effects on intimacy. And so, you know, one day you're able to hug your kiddo and have this really strong connection and intimate bond. And the next day that's, that's like, feels like it's been ripped away. Uh, and then how to still maintain that intimate bond and foster it <clears throat> excuse me just in a new way um and so the not only with the peer support uh in this support group and having parents uh maybe i'm sure there's a parenting support group i know the ywca ywu yes um why for women there's yeah so there's the y yeah, ywca yeah they have uh there's i think there's one in just about every state and they've been around for many many years um and i know i i follow their business page and they have a lot of amazing uh lgbtq plus community events and organizations and groups and such uh, that are super beneficial for that growth in bond and intimacy with 
not only our own relationship with ourselves, but our new relationship with our, the individual in our life. Yeah. Yeah. You have, there's gotta be the, so the, actually I just looked it up, the support group, two support groups, I'm in their Facebook groups and they post a, a range of information. People post their concerns or experiences looking for like, you know, how do I process this? What do I do? Awesome. I love both, it. Both groups are, uh, there's a ton of information and like, I don't know, it's, I have really, it's like I said, I've always been um, very open-minded and I didn't really raise, excuse me, raise my kid one way or another. I kind of always raised him to be, um, you know, you can wear whatever you want, do whatever you want. There's no boy thing. There's no girl thing. Mm. You know, I tried to raise an open-minded kid, you know, but it doesn't really matter how open-minded you are. This will, this will come as a shock as a parent so it's you do need support and you do need to educate yourself and in in educating yourself are there any few tips that you'd like to share that you have found really reaching out and finding out um like real stories of other individuals i found it really helpful to speak to a transgendered person um transgender male about what you know when he first came out what it kind of like experiences he had had um struggles he had and that really gave me a better understanding to support my kid in similar struggles did you want to share some of what that the struggles were uh like being a transgender male and having your period Oh, okay. You know, and kind of trying to wrap your head around how to do how to do that. Um, having to bind your breasts with either a binder or uh, trans tape. You know, having to do that, um, going out into public and being misgendered. Yeah. You know, so just kind of getting an idea from someone else who's experienced all those things so that it could kind of help me support my kid when when he was upset or frustrated or confused you know like maybe having a better understanding from like just hearing someone else's story and maybe how they dealt with it even if there was no solution sometimes there's no solution some things like like having your period when you're transgender male it's, there's really no way around it especially at a when you're a minor Right. It's something you kind of have to just deal with. Those are definitely huge uh, supportive factors to know. Like those are things I never have thought of or would have thought of. And I've never actually had a conversation. And to be clear so that the listeners know, these are not appropriate questions or appropriate questions when you're meeting someone who is transgender is like not to point it out. Like appropriate questions are, hi, what's your name? And they tell you their name. Okay, um, you know, and not even asking, do you have specific pronouns or have you had the surgery or anything like that? It's like asking a a victim of uh, some violence of 
oh, so what was your violence over in, in asking them trauma or even asking like a military vet? Oh, so how many kills have you had? Like those are terrible, inappropriate questions um, to have. And I know it's, they're meant the individual who's usually asked questions like that are, are very, um, it's not meant with malicious intent, um, but it, it sends these individuals through a, a cognitive experience, emotional experience that they're trying so hard not to go through. And so being careful of just as if you're talking to, you know, another person that you wouldn't treat or judge in any different way, just treat them that way. Um, military vets or transgender people, anything, walking up to them and saying, Hey, I like your hair, or I like that t-shirt you're wearing. What's your name? Um, I like how, whatever it is in something positive so that there's no, they want to, all, all people want to feel in general across the board, people just want to feel included and loved and cared for. Um, and that is a, a, no matter where we come from, what we look like, none of it, any of the things that we classify ourselves as different from somebody else, we all just want to feel loved and included and cared for. And that is the goal of sharing this story on the podcast, but also to give a little bit of support to uh, the transgender community and making sure that they are feeling loved and cared for and um, included. So Thank you for coming. Is there any last, or thank you for letting me interview you. Is there any last uh, tidbits you'd like to share? Yeah, just one thing. I had a unique opportunity to speak to this individual about sensitive topics. Mm -hmm. And he knew that that's why I was reaching out to him. So yes, I would, as far as what you said, do not approach a transgender person asking them all these sensitive things. <laughs> Like, don't walk up to someone and be like, hey, do you have boob tape on? Like, that's... Exactly. Yes. So I had a unique opportunity by doing my research and wanting to understand what was going on through in my kid's head. Right. And I had someone that was willing to open up to me. Yes. And you're very lucky. And, and I'm sure if, if anyone did have a relationship with a transgender individual, if you ask that person the first time you meet them, they're going to shut you out of their life. But if you build a relationship with them and show them that you really do care about them and you are want to be supportive of them, um, or in a situation like a parent where they need that extra support, um, that's a whole different ball game. So it's, it's all about being appropriate and respectful. And I know for sure you were appropriate and respectful and you really were looking for support. And I'm sure that person was so willing to open up to you and, and share their thoughts with you. He really was. He really was. And I would be forever grateful for that. Yeah. And then the other thing I would like to share is that regardless of how hard it is as a parent to go through this, it is still your kid. Mm. It is still your baby that you gave birth to. Oh, that's so sweet. And that's really important to remember when you're faced with wanting to. Um, with your fears. Of Yeah, of your personal fears. Yeah. Remember the fears that they're going through. Right. And this is still your baby that you need to be, protect. So oh. the best you can do is support them and educate yourself so that you can help educate them such a beautiful message well thank you for being here i appreciate your time and i so looking forward to uh giving anybody the support that they may need in this um in this time 
Uh, I hope everyone has an amazing day. Please like, comment, share, subscribe. If you have any questions about coaching, um, my website is in the show notes. I'm happy to sit down with you for free for 30 minutes to go over any challenges you might be encountering. I'll be have a good day. Bye.